this Baramato Automotive Group 500 betting picks episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, contests, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He remains Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. I am still on location here in the middle of nowhere, unfortunately, uh, but we continue to pump out the content for you because we love you very much. And of course, it's Indy car racing this weekend. And Cody, the books finally gave us something with which to give the folks some bets. <sighs> it took forever, but here we are. Took for what? I, I, just the lack of respect for IndyCar is driving me nuts, Rod. We haven't had a race for two weeks. What's the holdup? We don't get lines until Thursday evening. Unfortunately, this has been our first chance to get a, get a show in since then. So a little bit shorter notice this week, but it's all right. We still found some good lines. There's some great lines out there. Some awesome stuff to bet on. We, it was easy for me to fill up my side of the card for sure. Uh, love what we got, but does it take so fucking long? Like we know the entry list. We know who's good. Like, Things aren't going to be that different. So what are we, we should have had these out last Thursday for this week's race. Like, why, why are we waiting till Thursday of the week of? But nonetheless, here we are. We've got odds. We've got bets to place. And I'm excited. Well, as we said, it is the uh, Bore. Bor- <laughs> I can't talk right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bomarito Automotive Group 500. This is in one of the tracks that we are familiar with. If you listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, and that is in Gateway, not St. Louis. It is just outside of St. Louis. Madison, Illinois is where it's at. But of course, they say it's in St. Louis because you can see the arch, the Gateway Arch there. But uh, yes, it is Gateway. It is an oval track. And by God, we could probably just end this episode with one name. We'll give that out in a second later. But I I will say to you that we will also find ways to bet other drivers that are not the one that has won the last three on this track and the last several ovals that IndyCar has been on. Because I almost tell you right now, this is almost like betting F1. So if you've tuned into the F1 Gambling Podcast and you're expecting an F1 episode, 
uh, you're getting it this week because it's one person and one person only. We're going to just find creative ways to to uh, to fill out the card on top of that as well. Luckily, his odds aren't Max Verstappen yet, so we can still bet Thank on Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. No, and, and listen, and it's no, true. we're not talking about Alex Pillow, which you might have thought earlier in the season. Mm, yeah, it's true, too. Alex Pillow was was the guy that you almost would have thought, but no, it's, it's the guy we'll talk about later on in the episode that's the guy. So. Well, Rod, there is some big news in the uh, silly season world for IndyCar this week. There's a lot Already. more stuff coming down the pike. I think uh, we're getting there's only three races left in the season, so kind of getting towards the wrapping up here. But Marcus Erickson announced he is leaving Chip Ganassi Racing. He's going to go over to Andretti Autosport. Interesting move, I suppose. Um, I I don't know. Again, I don't. We don't know all the details behind the scenes, of course. You don't know what kind of money he's getting paid. You don't know what the deal is with sponsorship. You don't know which ride he's going to be in. You don't know who's leaving Andretti in this case. Is it DeFrancesco? I think is probably the most popular. Maybe he's leaving Grosjean. There's been some rumors. It'd be interesting to see which ride he actually ends up in. If Husky goes with him, I mean, Husky is something he brought to Chip Ganassi when he got that ride. Ganassi, though, I mean, they're kind of the top of the top. Look at what Pelot's done this year. Erickson's had a successful season. He's had a successful He's been with them four seasons. Um, so kind of an interesting move. You could say maybe a slight step down. And Jaretti's kind of right there behind behind Ganassi and Penske, though, as kind of the next team. And they've showed a lot of power lately, obviously. Kirkwood's got uh, – is Kirkwood won twice, I think, now? Lungard won earlier this season. So I, I don't know. It, it still still seems like a little bit of a step down. But uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's what Erickson is doing. Well, and for the sixth place driver in the standings right now, it's definitely one of those moves where it's not as if he's a lower tier driver. He's a top 10 driver in the sport right now. And for him to announce that he's moving, maybe he is kind of tired of, of Alex Polo kind of getting the spotlight there. He wants to move. Didn't we talk about this earlier? It's do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or mm -hmm. a small fish in a big pond? Yeah, that's, that's true. And, and I think that, that, uh, the Andretti's, uh, Michael specifically, has really been recruiting him for quite some time. It sounds like they've really developed a relationship. And it, to me, from what I've kind of heard and read, it sounds like he really feels wanted there. And maybe he didn't feel as wanted at, at a bigger place like a Ganassi. And, you know, you think of that in a regular job, right? You go to some big corporation, you're kind of just another guy, and you go to the family owned place, and things are more intimate, and they really. They really love having you there and you're more important to them maybe. And maybe he got that feeling and feels like he can be just as successful over there. So if that's the case, you, you definitely can't blame the guy for that. No, it's, we talked about it too. I, I, I don't know who I had this conversation with this far. Maybe it was you. Um, I have a lot of conversations, yeah, obviously. We have a lot of conversations. So <laughs> I don't know if it's you or with somebody else. Um, but no, I talk about like the guys in the NFL. It's, do you want to be a third string quarterback or do you want to go start on a team, you know, and take a little bit less money? It's sometimes it's not always about the money. Sometimes it's about the right work environment with the right people. And so maybe this is the right move for Erickson. It may not look like it on paper. You, you may take a little bit of a, of a way to, to sort of get to the explanation, but maybe it's a better situation well, from all around as NASCAR guys, right? We obviously, we host the NASCAR gambling podcast. We come at this as from the NASCAR perspective, more than anything. We love F1. We love IndyCar, but we don't know them as intimately. You look back to last season and, and Kyle Busch leaves powerhouse. Joe Gibbs racing goes to RCR. Now RCR is a great team as well, but they're not Joe Gibbs. He's got three times as many wins as he had last year. So, 
Yeah, you know, maybe it wasn't such a bad move for him, and and you could work out similarly for Erickson here. Uh, obviously, TBD, but he feels like this is going to be a good home for him, and and that's where he's happy. Then uh, exciting, and now who you know what is what happens with these Ganassi rides? Is, is Palo coming back? I don't think we know yet. Uh, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting to to see how the rest of this shakes up, and a lot of other dominoes in the in the garage in the paddock to to find still and same thing with f1 and nasca right there's a lot of dominoes coming everywhere it's getting into silly season time for for racing as all these series kind of head towards the end of the years so uh lots lots to keep up on for sure and of course we will have all those updates for you as as of course indycar season is coming to a close which means that that will start up that news will start gearing up a lot more sooner than the rest but uh yeah definitely a lot a lot to shake out over the next three races i don't think that it really affects what we'll see over the next three races but i will say that some of that stuff plays in the back of your mind as you start to prepare for next season it's am i really going to do this because this is going to happen so um again these are race car drivers everything every time they step out on the track they want to win so it's not as if this is going to be uh any detriment to that but i don't know teammate play along the way some of that other stuff could possibly I, again i don't yeah. think it will but it could yeah you never know i mean we kind of saw it with kyle bush to, to use that as an example uh he was kind of checked out at the end of last year you know but only three races left i don't know that it will uh affect these races too much but something that that could be lingering there for sure indeed uh all right well let us talk to you first before we start getting into anything else about our new friends over at game time if you want to buy tickets i know you probably heard my voice that was just phantom neath and i touched the button as you can tell i'm not in my normal confines so if you hear phantom and random things it's because i am not in my studio where i feel more comfortable but it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect how I can use game time to buy tickets for all of my favorite sporting events, all of my favorite comedy events. It doesn't matter what I want to watch. Game time has the tickets that I need for it. And listen, if you know me, my life is a complete and utter chaotic show. I don't even know sometimes where I'm going to be five minutes from now, let alone five days from now, five months from now. So buying tickets for me is not as easy it is for people who have their life map out. And by the way, congratulations to you if you know what you're doing, because I don't. That's why Game Time helps me out so much, because I can wait till the absolute last minute to buy any ticket that I want for any concert, for any sporting event, for any comedy show that I may want to see. And it takes the stress out of it because I can get some last minute flash deals. So in fact, I get rewarded for being as chaotic as I could possibly be with Game Time. Thank you, Game Time, for rewarding my shit show of a life. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yes, just uh, definitely load up on them because they are helpful in the flash deals. And not to mention, listen, you can actually see what you're going to look at when you sit in your seat because Game Time will send you images from the seat which you are purchasing. So not only can you just get excited about being there in the first place, but you can envision yourself sitting where you're at, looking at the stage from the very seat you are going to be sitting in. Guys, I don't feel like I have to try to convince you anymore to use game time. They have so much going for them. So you, all that's left is you need to get over there right now. Snag those tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. 
August literally almost over. You know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you got to do, one live snack. Snack? Yeah, I'm hungry. One live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. You said it, you forget it. Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all times. $15 million is going out in total prizes with an absurd $3 million going to the winner. I already know the answer to this, but do you have what it takes to win it all? Of course you do. Time is now. Last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Cody, like we said, we are at Gateway. It is the Indy race. It is not NASCAR. It is the Indy race. We are on Gateway, the worldwide technology track out there overlooking the St. Louis Arch. Uh, definitely going to be having some fun watching another oval. Again, we talked about one name that's going to just pop out over the rest on this because he's just owning it. But uh, for this race, we also know how fast IndyCars can go uh, on oval tracks, but it will be 260 laps around this 1.25 mile paved track, kind of egg shaped uh, as it were. But uh, yeah, 260 laps around this at just ridiculous high speeds. The average speed of this race was 149.243. That's insane for a track like this. It oh, Watch these cars on ovals, Rod. I was at the Iowa races earlier this season. I've, I mean, I've been to IndyCar races on ovals before, but oh man, just the speed is absolute, especially on a track like that. That's so small. Like this is a little bit of a bigger one. They're really going to be cooking here. Like it is incredible how fast these cars are going. It's so entertaining to get the chance to go to an oval Indy race. Do it. I would like to go to a road course one too. I've not road or street. I haven't been to either one of those for yet, but uh, definitely will someday. But yeah, on ovals, absolutely incredible. Um, and man, the racing, it's, it's nonstop action. They get spread out, but a lot of passing, uh, these, these cars pass much easier than, than we see in NASCAR a lot. Um, so yeah, it, it, we're in for a good race here on Sunday. Indeed we are. Well, let's say we start loading up on bets, Cody. I don't think we need to wait any longer. Do we? I agree. I think we can jump right into it. I'm going to go to old Mr. Reliable for us. Rod will power his top five number is plus 100. To finish on the podium, he is three to one. Um, earlier on this season at Ovals at Iowa, fifth place and a second place finish. Ugh, the fifth place finish probably should have been a second place finish, but he got up into the wall there early and ruined that one. Unfortunately, came back, got the second place in the other one. Sat on the pole for both races. Will Power, very, very good at qualifying on the pole, especially on Ovals. Likely will have a good start. That helps you get a good finish. Finished sixth here uh, last year in this race but he was third in 2021 and had a third place in one of the 2020 races last year at Iowa, second and third in both races in 2022. So good on the ovals, especially the shorter ones. Um, Gateway obviously is a little bigger than Iowa is, but I would say more comparable to Iowa than the bigger Texas Motor Speedway or, or the you know even bigger Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, all ovals I think you can take into account for sure but Iowa going to be the closest comparison as far as 
where the IndyCar guys go. So Will Power, guys won us plenty of money this year. A guy who's reliable consistently, especially on ovals, gets good solid finishes. Gonna gonna ladder him top five plus one hundred podium at three to one. Well, and it's a lot like what we talked about with NASCAR back in the day too with road courses. We didn't necessarily go to as many road courses. So it was like, you know, the street courses and the road courses for Indy is the main discipline. And then you toss in, well, okay, there's a couple of ovals. Well, now there's a few more ovals as they start to expand a lot like NASCAR did into the road slash street courses. So nowadays these guys have to pretty much be able to drive on any sort of track and be competent on anything that they throw at them. So yeah, again, it's it's which I, I know that there's these niche drivers, but not really that that case anymore as everybody's sort of crossing over into each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a, a very, very good comparison because it's yeah, you, you can look at the it's a smaller part of the discipline, right? They've they've got them in there, but a majority of the focus is the road and street courses. So and it's obviously we're going to talk a spoiler alert about Joseph Newgarden a little bit, right? The guys who are good on ovals are the guys who are good on ovals for the most part. That that stays the same. And yet the books are still giving us good prices. These are very solid numbers on power. Um, and so, yeah, I think that uh, I think there's a lot of value to be found out here. I think good value can be found in Pato Award, too, as a top three car at plus 150. If you're getting plus three on a guy that has finished on the podium in three out of four races on this track and listen, the one that he finished outside of the podium, oh, he was just outside of the podium in fourth place last year uh, on this track. He started seventh, finished fourth in 2022. Before that, second place in 2021, second place in 2020, third in 2020 as well. They did uh, run two races here uh, in 2020. I I'm sure it was COVID-related. But uh, yeah, again, he's finished on the podium in three out of four and, of course, just outside of the podium uh, in the one that he didn't. Now, listen, the reason that he's he's pretty much getting the, the plus money odds, the plus 150 odds on this, is because overall on the season, it, it hasn't necessarily been a, a complete total podium dominance for him. He does have six podiums in 14 starts. It's pretty impressive. Uh, but you look back at what he's done also on the ovals. Uh, in Fort Worth, second place. Oh, that's a podium. Indy, rough go of it, 24th, but we know that that was not a good day because he ended up uh, uh, crashing out of that one. But he did start fifth. Right, He was a fast car on that oval to start with, just didn't have the luck to close it out. In Iowa on the first race, he finished third. The second one, I, man, that second one was a tough race for everybody, but Pato Award uh, didn't necessarily have the, the greatest of days. But yeah, he still but, finished uh, in the top 10. He was, he was, I think he was second or third until that very late caution, mm -hmm. and then that's what really got him. So had it not been for that very, very late caution in that race, he would have been on the podium in that one. And that's what I'm saying. Again, he's really good on ovals. So we talk about being disciplined and good on ovals. He's really good on ovals. Oh, and he's also coming off of a podium finish at the Indy GP as well. So uh, Pato Award, no stranger to the podium. I think this is a good place for him to jump back up there at plus 150. So, um, yeah, I, I really like this bet. Yeah, I like this one too. I actually had this one penciled in, and then I decided to change it, but it, it was close to making the cut, Rod. I went instead with Scott McLaughlin to uh, to finish on the podium. Uh, I like some Scotty Mack. He finished much like uh, much like Will Power, just the opposite, second and fifth at the two races um, at Iowa Speedway. There, he just he flopped him around the opposite of Power, uh, but he was very good. Was kind of the only guy that sort of hung with uh, Newgarden at the Iowa races. 
Uh, he finished third here last year. He was fourth in 2021. He had a, a podium finish as well in Iowa in 2022. Um, so Scott McLaughlin, I think, is a guy that uh, plus money is going to be in position to get a podium. He's kind of going to be that next best guy, most likely, to Joseph Newgarden. I think a plus 125 for him to finish in the top three is a good bet. And he's another one of those names that just pops up at you as far as uh, these ovals are concerned. And that's really what you got to do when you start betting on these ovals, too. Just take a look back at these guys' oval finishes, how they did. And and really, that's that's what you weigh on it. You could look at the street cars. You could look at momentum and all that other good stuff. But I think IndyCar and F1, it kind of doesn't... Momentum doesn't necessarily play into it as big as NASCAR does because these guys see so many different sorts of configurations. Like no two road courses are the same. No two street courses are the same. Ovals are the same. And ovals for these guys, I mean, no two ovals are the same, yes. But when you're an IndyCar driver and you're used to seeing uh, turns and hairpins and all that, you see a, fl- a big oval, you're just like, okay, I know what's going to happen next. I know turn one's not going to change from turn one next time around. I know term three. So these guys that can run well on ovals can run well on ovals just about no matter where it's at because it's a little more predictable than, uh, I mean, the only thing that's different is banking and speed and all that other stuff. But um, again, it's just one of those things where you got to circle these guys that are good on ovals. All right. Let's tell you first before we get any further about DraftKings. You've waited all year long and the time has finally arrived. College football is back. So are the traditions, the tailgates, the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook right now. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football bet. We know that week zero is actually upon us and we know that Navy and, and Notre Dame are taking off right now, but there's tons of other great week zero bets that you can start making on college football and DraftKings is the place to go and do that now. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app right now. Use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. Have you checked out our Patreon yet? Not. You're missing out. Sign up now. You get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL win totals contest with the $1,000 first place prize. Not to mention, guys... Listen, Scott or Scott, Ryan and Sean, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Ryan and Sean just wait, you mispronounced them the very first day we ever did an episode. So very I guess first I'm episode in the of the now. NASCAR gambling podcast. You butchered uh, the boss's names. Off to a good start. <laughs> off to a good start. And here I am, the hundreds of episodes, and I'm still doing it. So Sean and Ryan just recorded the first sports gambling podcast stories podcast just for the patrons, chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network. Plus, you get a Discord channel just for you as well. Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all of our picks for free. All the Patreon is. It's just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling, which is most important. Find it all now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. My next bet is going to put Marcus Erickson on the top five. You can find this at plus 200. Uh, Listen, for Marcus Erickson, 
this is one of those guys that also starts to pop up when you talk about ovals. Uh, on his uh, career history here on this track, he has three top 10 finishes, right? I know we're asking for a top five, uh, but in uh, one of those was a top five. The other ones were just outside. I mean, we're talking ninth place and seventh place. That's that's pretty damn close. He did start sixth in 2021, second in 2022. Uh, we talked a lot about the Chip Ganassi cars, right? About how good they are. Um, Marcus Erickson actually led a lap in this one last uh, last season, which means, again, he was around the front the entire time. So it's not necessarily all that out of their own possibility for him this season. Uh, he's actually got um, at three podium finishes already. Sorry. <laughs> I did a, a live rock concert last night, so I'm, I'm still sucking a little bit of wind on here. Uh, but you go back to what he did. He finished eighth in Fort Worth. Not a top five, but still pretty damn close. And listen, credit to him on that day. He started 16th uh, and finished eighth. So he actually had the speed to climb his way back up second in Indianapolis, right? That is probably one of the more uh, encouraging signs that you can take away from a guy like Marcus Erickson. He did finish second in Indianapolis, which we know is an oval. Uh, fourth place in that first Iowa, which is, of course, a top five and ninth place in the second Iowa, which was close. But again, I said that second Iowa race was a pretty crazy race. It didn't play out the same way that that first Iowa race did. But um, again, Marcus Erickson, a top five car at plus 200. I think those are great odds for a guy that's done this already on this track and has the capability of doing it uh, on ovals. So I'll take it. I think that that is a fine bet as long as he finishes behind Scott Dixon who I want to be the top finishing Honda in the race, Rod. This is at plus 380. He's actually the favorite of the Honda group, and he's still getting plus 380. Um, the thought here, obviously, ovals are, are heavy to Chevy. Um, it, that's just how it goes, right? Penske is going to show up. They're going to be fast. We've already talked about a couple of their drivers. Um, but Scott Dixon, Rod, he is a top five machine. The Ice Man coming off of winning yet another race. Longest, uh, I think it's the second longest gap between first win and and you know last win, at least at this point, right? As far as when, how long in years that was or whatever, only to in uh, Andretti or some, something crazy. But I don't have the stat right in front of me, but insane how good he's been for so freaking long and how consistent he is. Um, Alex Pelot is tied with him at plus 350 as well. Uh, then it's Takuma Sato, Marcus Erickson, like you mentioned, Colton Herta kind of trails off from there. So with with Dixon, he, he's, he's just consistent, Rod, and that's what you're going to get from him. Sixth in both Iowa races this year. Consistent, right? He's right there. He's going to get you a decent finish. Probably not going to win the race. Going to get you a de decent finish. Um, he was the second finishing Honda in both of those Iowa races, so he wasn't the top finishing Honda in either one. But he was consistent in both of them. Wasn't the same Honda that beat him in either race. Uh, so guys just not being as consistent. Um, his worst finish, he has one 27th place finish this year. Other than that, Roddy hasn't finished outside of 7th place in 13 of the 14 races. Again, Mr. Consistency. That's what I'm looking for here, right? Um, finished 6th in the 500. He was 5th at Texas. Last year he was 8th here, but he did win this one of the two races in 2020. So he's the most recent winner at Gateway, uh, not named Joseph Newgarden. Um, he was fifth in the in, so he won one of the race and fifth in the other one in 2020. Good, solid finishes. 
Um, you go back to Iowa, Alex Pillow had an eighth and a third. So one good finish, one not as good finish. Takuma Sato, he's only running ovals this year. Hasn't been great for him, though. He was been ninth at Iowa and 25th in the other Iowa race. Not good finishes. So give me Scott Dixon at plus three. Let's see. This was plus three, 380, I guess, when I wrote it down. But it's moved down to plus 350. So we'll go with that as the official play. Top Honda, plus 350. Then I had to crowbar in one other uh, bet here, Rod. Sorry I stole the plays out of your book. And you did. Dude. I was. I literally <laughs> looked at that one, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I could get a yeah. oh, and, you son dude, of a." Dude, I I don't understand. Like, what is going on here? I, this just it doesn't make any sense to me. So you're getting the winning car number under five and a half at minus one ten. Rod, um, Joseph Newgarden is the favorite to win this at plus one eighty. Of course, you can just bet that. And uh, spoiler alert. I, I'm going to uh, to tell you to do that here coming up shortly, but um, let's see. I was trying to go. Oh boy, I'm all. I got too many tabs open. Rod, we've talked about this before. That's that's always the problem. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Oh boy, here we go. All right, I'm almost there. Don't worry, hang with me. Okay. All right. So I lost the bet for a second. Winning car number under five and a half minus one ten. Um, so this is a good one to bet in addition to New Garden, if that's who you're going to take, uh, because you get New Garden, then you get Scott McLaughlin, who I just said is probably good chance he's going to be right there behind him. He's probably going to be the next best car. And then it also includes Pato Award, who you just made a case for, to finish on the podium. You're getting all three of those guys. So you can you can play this in addition to playing New Garden to win as a another way to get in on it at minus 110. This is great. I'm going to be loading up on this because you're getting three guys that are very, very good at road or at <laughs> they're good at road courses too, but very good at ovals, which is what we're looking at here. You're getting the best car, probably the second best guy, and another guy that's up there as well. Um, you go over to the odds to win this race, and Newgarden is the favorite, McLaughlin is second, and Pato Award is third. So you're getting all three top favorites to win this race lumped in a group together at under 5.5 numbered car at minus 110. This, to me, is just an absolute no-brainer. Uh, this has got to be the best bet out on the board. Like, It makes no sense to me why it's priced this low. And I get that taking the over, obviously, gives you the entire rest of the field. But give me the under, because these are the three guys to beat in this race, Rob. And I found it actually at six and a half as well. So that's even better. I mean, not necessarily that it gives you a whole lot of, of play, but six and a half is where I found it. And I, I liked it. At minus 122. Uh, that'll toss in Elio and, and Rosenquist. So, yeah, I mean, why yeah. not, right? Might as well make it. Well, that's just, yeah, I mean, you might as well just change it to that, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I still take it at five and a half. I think I like the odds better at five and a half yeah, than I do. You get the minus, um, the minus 110. And obviously those guys, yeah. like, you know, it, it would take, this isn't Daytona. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and that's the other thing too. It's not, this is not necessarily one of those uh, opportunities where you need that extra play. I think, I think where you have it is, is a good one. So uh, I like it again. Like I said, I was going to take it at six and a half but I still like it at five and a half as well. So, uh, all right. My next is a matchup, and I have got uh, Colton Herta over Alexander Rossi. I've got this at minus 120. I, I don't know. It's not that I love all the head-to-head -head options that they have going on there, but I like this one in particular. 
look back at what Rossi's done on this track, right? He's got a 25th place finish last year, 17th, 14th, 22nd, 13th. He did start out with a, a couple of a second and a sixth uh, in this, but still nothing of late to actually have uh, a chance to hang your hat on. For uh, for Colton Hurd, it's not necessarily all that much better, but <laughs> all you need in a head-to-head -head is it for it to be better, and it is better for Colton Herta, 11th place last year, 18th the year before that, 6th, 4th, and ninth. So three top 10 finishes, one just outside the top 10, and an 18th place finish for Herta on this track. So far this season for Rossi, um, it's just been up and down. It, it really has. I mean, he's, he's seen the highs of a top three, right, a podium finish and some top fives, but he's also had some 16th, some 19th. Look back at uh, at least, what, three of his last or two of his last three races have been outside of the top 15, right? He finished 15th at Iowa, 19th at Nashville. He finished 10th at Iowa as well. Just looking back at what he's done on these ovals, uh, 22nd after starting third at Fort Worth. He finished fifth at Indy, but I think he outperformed what he had for the day. I know he started seventh, but... Again, I don't know that he was really necessarily one of the cars to beat that day. He was just there around the front. Uh, in the first Iowa race, he started uh, 20th and finished 10th. And then the second, he finished 15th. Uh, look at what um, Colton Herta has done so far in the ovals as well. Seventh place at Fort Worth. Ninth place at Indianapolis. 19th at the first Iowa race, but he did start sixth. And that, that first Iowa race for Colton, was a ridiculous race for him. Uh, he definitely was on the wrong end of strategy on that one as well, which kind yeah, of put him outside of it. On lap 12, it was something crazy. Mm -hmm. Things were, were bad from the drop of the green for him there. But he, yeah, but he rebounded for a seventh place finish after that. So uh, again, in the second race for, for him. Uh, so again, Colton has had, uh, um, he's had uh, the, the number of Rossi over the last few uh, oval races. So again, at minus 120, it's a little bit juicy, but I still think Colton Hurd is going to finish better than Rossi in this one. Yeah, uh, no argument from me here. I think you laid out the case perfectly. And uh, yeah, this is exactly the side I would take as well. Beautiful. Um, all right, well, Cody, nothing is left now except to lay out some winners for this race. Let's do it, Rod. All right, I am going to take, of course, the aforementioned Joseph Newgarden, I beat Rod to the document, so I get to claim the stake for it. <laughs> Plus 180, though. This guy is the oval god, Rod. He dominated both Iowa races. He led 212 and 129 laps. Won both of them very easily. He won the Indianapolis 400. <laughs> oh, my God. Indianapolis 400. Wow, it's late. I'm going to say <laughs> it just, just crossed midnight as we're recording this, so I'm going to blame it on that. Won the Indianapolis 500, rather. He won a Texas earlier this well as, as earlier this year as well. Four for four on ovals. You go back to last year. He won this race, leading 78 laps. He won one of the Iowa races. Should have won both of the Iowa races, but a late crash uh, took him out of the second one. He led 248 and 148 laps in both those Iowa races. He won Texas last year as well. So it, he has just dominated on them. Oh, and by the way, he won here in 2021, and he won one of those two 2020 races as well. Won a race at Iowa in 2020 as well. I don't know how much more you need me to give you, but he's won three of the last four here. He's won all four ovals so far this year, and he's dominated most of them. And there's no reason for me that doesn't continue this weekend. 
mechanical failure and accident, I think, are the only two things that can really get in his way. Um, if this race goes off without, you know, without any issues, he's going to be the best car. He proved at Iowa he doesn't have to start up front. He worked his way quickly through the field in both cases. Led, dominated. I ex fully expect that again this week. It's going to be the Max Verstappen performance of an oval. Joseph Newgarden does it every time. He's still at plus 180. You've got to take it at a number like this, Rod. It just makes way too much sense. Also, uh, there's another number option over on, on Caesars, and it's under three and a half to win at plus 145. You could almost take this instead of just taking Newgarden at plus 180 because it gives you Scotty Mack as well. And like I just said, he's the second best favor, right? He's a good guy to edge with if you want to go there. But uh, so I'm going with Joseph Newgarden at plus 180. I'm taking the winning car number under 3.5 at plus 145. I'm taking the winning car number under 5.5 at minus 110. I'm betting all three of those. I'm loading up on them. And it's, it's all dependent on Newgarden, basically. And then I get the hedges on McLaughlin and... Um, on uh, uh, the other the other guy that's in there, Pato Award. That'd be the other guy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think that this it's chalky. I get it, but the numbers are good enough on all three of these bets. You make them all. You roll with it. If things go like they should, I think it's easily going to be a New Garden type of day. Just in case he doesn't win, I am going to toss Willpower out there as another insurance play at plus eight hundred. Um, I laid out the case for him earlier. Very good on ovals. He's consistently up there. Something happens as Newgarden has a, an issue. I think he could be a guy to snag that win at eight to one. I think that's a really good uh, number for an insurance play. And then I'm going to toss out an exact as well, Rod, just because I really just see this going one way. It's Joseph Newgarden. It's Scotty Mack. This was plus 500 when I put in the document yesterday or two days ago or yeah, yesterday. And then I come today and it's moved up to plus 700. Hell yes, please. Newgarden is going to win this race in dominating fashion. Scotty Mack is going to be right there behind him, just like happens in general on ovals in IndyCar. So give me the exacta, Newgarden, Scotty Mack, plus 700. And hopefully we're going to hit that. We're going to hit the plus 180 to win. We're going to hit plus 145 on under three and a half. And we're going to hit the under 5.5 at minus 110 and just freaking clean up on Sunday, Rod. Listen, I, like I said, I, or like you said, you beat me to the dock. So I, New Garden <laughs> is just a no-brainer. And yes. and maybe he doesn't win in dominating fashion, but he's going to be there at the end. It doesn't matter for him. He he could start. He could probably start a lap down and still end up winning uh, a lot like Max Verstappen in F1. <laughs> Wouldn't say again. Wouldn't he, shock me. I mean, he's just he's the best guy out there on ovals. It, it's at this point in IndyCar, it's not even close. Like he is the guy to beat. Yes, anything can happen. He spun out from the lead at Iowa last year, wrecked violently. Of course, luckily he was okay and everything, but it can happen, right? It's He's not impenetrable. He can be beaten, but if things go as normal as they should, um, it, it, he's going to dominate this race and easily win. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, then I will throw out my insurance because, like I said, I definitely agree with you that it's New Garden. Uh, all along, and and probably nobody else is going to touch him. But I don't know that we have heard the last of Alex Polo. I honestly don't think we have. And he is at twelve to one to win this race. <sighs> he has four wins on the season. Sadly, none of them have come on ovals. But listen, the guy has not finished worse than eighth place 
all year long. He is in the front of the pack each and every week. It's just, again, we know why he's about to run away with this championship. He's got eight podium finishes in 14 starts so far. His average finish is 3.7. What has he done on ovals, Rod? I'm glad you asked. Third at Fort Worth. Fourth at Indianapolis. Eighth at the first Iowa race. But I will argue that he probably should have had a better day. That was just for him. It's funny because both of these Iowa races had such different personalities to it. And some of the racers that should have, uh, some of the drivers that should have had good days didn't. And then some of the ones that shouldn't have did. Alex was one of the ones that didn't have a good day on that Iowa track the first time around. Turned around though and finished in third place after a 12th place start that next week. If he's in the top three in these, especially we've seen it in IndyCar, it's hard to do it sometimes in F1, but IndyCar doesn't necessarily have the guy that drives away with the 30-second win. It's it's normally these guys kind of race each other uh, well into the final stages of that race. So um, if he can be within the top three, then there's a very real possibility he can win. He doesn't have one yet on an oval, but... I mean, Jesus Christ, that's got to be coming soon, right? I mean, the guy, the guy's been a dominant car all season long, and he doesn't have a win in an oval if Joseph Newgarden, and I say that with a gigantic asterisk because Cody and I both are very high on Joseph Newgarden to win this race this this week. And it's not because he's chalk, it's not because he's the favorite. It's just because if we didn't, then we'd be totally irresponsible uh IndyCar betters if we told you that, oh no. He can't win this week. Oh, no, he can, and he probably will. But if he doesn't, I think the guy that's been winning the more the, the most of the races this season has a very real possibility. And the fact that he's 12-1 to 1 to do it, I think that's a little bit of an overcorrection by the books, and I think you need to snatch that. Yeah, I agree. I think at 12-1, to 1, it's, it's, like, it's one of those guys where, sure, this isn't you know, where he's had the most success and everything, but he's good. We know that that he can he can have good finishes, finish on the podium at Iowa, right? So he can be up there if something happens to the leaders. He can be in position at twelve to one. The price is right. Again, you've got to have insurance plays. We're fully, fully, heavily invested in New Garden this week, but you got to have insurance just in case, right? That's why you have car insurance. Why you have health insurance? That's why you have betting insurance. It's there for you just in case, Rod. And so that's why you yeah. place this kind of bet and. It, the number is is right, right? If yeah, if Polo was plus three hundred, right behind uh, Newgarden, then yeah, it's probably not very good insurance policy, right? But a twelve to one, it, it is a good insurance policy, and so I uh, agree with that play. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, that fills out the card. Get out your pen and paper. We are about to go over the bets for this uh, Bomarito Automotive Group five hundred. Again, like Cody said, it's a little late, so if we're a little bit flighty. That's kind of why, but uh, you know, a you long week, but it's been a very long week. As you can tell, I don't know if, if you didn't listen to the first F1 uh, podcast episode. I think I did that from the comfort of my own home. Yep. I am nice away. And, nice and early in the week, but uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm away on, va- on not vacation. I, I'm away on uh, <laughs> army duty, uh, which can seem like vacation at the time, but not necessarily uh, away from my comfy studio. So um, thanks for bearing with us this long. Get out your pen and paper. It is time to go over the bets. Cody started you out with Will Power as a top five car at plus 100. Bumped it up to the podium as well at plus 300. I gave you Pato Award to sit on top of the podium at plus 150. 
Cody gave you Scotty Mack to be on the podium. That's going to be a crowded podium, but we'll take it at plus 125. I gave you Erickson as a top five car at plus 200. Cody gave you Scott Dixon as the top Honda at three and a half to one and sandwiched in the winning car bet under number five and a half at minus 110. I said Colton Herta would finish over Alexander Rossi at minus 120. Cody gave you Joseph Newgarden, which is the lock of all locks right now at plus 180 on BetMGM or take that number bet at three and a half to win uh, under three and a half to win at plus 145. And then his insurance policy is Will Power at eight to one. My insurance policy is Alex Pillow at 12 to one to win this race at Gateway on Sunday morning. Cody, all that's left now is to watch this race play out. That's right. Get those bets in quick. Obviously, we'll have practice and qualifying here soon. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. If you listen to this after qualifying, I don't care where New Garden starts. Still all in on him. He's going to get there. He's going to get it done. And uh, yeah, this was probably the easiest and quickest I've been able to fill out an Indy card, uh, Indy car card. Just it, it, the odds are good this week. They made us wait, but they made made it worth the wait. So here we go. And uh, yeah, good luck this weekend. Yeah, and and honestly too, it's one of those situations where uh, it may have came out late, but it was it was thankful that we actually got what we got because definitely a good time to pounce on these. Yeah, yeah, so, we were talking about uh, you know is it is it better for certain things earlier, right? Is it do we want odds to come out earlier and be shittier, or do we want to wait and get them better? Who knows? But uh, chicken or egg type of thing. But that's all right. We'll take what we got, and we're happy with it. Indeed. And of course, if, if he does qualify in the back or, or somewhere in the, in the end of the field and you get better odds on it, just double down on it. Then that's, that's time to grab more. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. So, all right, Cody. Well then, as we wrap up this week uh, and this weekend, wow, this is, uh, this is it. This is it for us. Uh, definitely coming to the end of a, of, a, of a busy week, but such a fun week of racing. We've already watched one race play out and we're going to watch the rest of them play out this weekend. So, so exciting. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, been a long week, but a good one. Five races this weekend. Obviously, one's already in the books. Cashed a couple of big hitters in the Xfinity race on Friday night. Uh, but yeah, go back and listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast episodes uh, to catch up on those. Listen to the F1 Gambling Podcast earlier in the week with the actual F1 picks. And uh, yeah, let's go, let's go make some money on IndyCar. You can follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as well. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, let's go make some money, Rob. Let's do it. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link at the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Check out In Between Media's Back Road out there on YouTube. Didn't get a chance to do a Fast Money episode this week, but coming back hard next week for frequency's sake out there on that YouTube channel and podcast feeds as well. All over the network. Uh, just find me on the website as well, just like Cody. So, uh, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week with some more F1 and Indy, because I think we've pretty much entrenched ourselves in both series. Now we've convinced the bosses that it's uh, lucrative to give out all of these picks for you as well. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride.